Being a professional isn't about the money you make, the position you hold, your level of expertise or fame. It's the motivation and the attitude you bring to your work. A desire for always learning and improving and balancing your creative output with getting the business done. Welcome and join the Creating Pros. Hi and welcome back to Creating Pros. I'm your host Jim Nettles and this week we're going to dive a little bit into and kind of follow up on some of the stuff we talked about earlier this year with the idea of setting goals and where we headed. Um, Earlier today I was on a show uh, on the Go Indie Network and we were talking about what does it mean to be in for a creative business for the long haul? What does it mean to be a writer for the long haul? And really, you know, what does it manifest? What does it mean? And I'll apologize because I'm still fighting a little bit of a cold this week. But as we look at goals and the idea of making goals and making progress through our career, we got into a discussion about what does it mean when to have a goal? You know, what does it mean to find success? Because, again, looking at the, the topic we were on today and talking about was what does it mean to be in for the long haul? Well, being in for the long haul means creating a career, means creating a business, means finding a long-term journey and voyage. What started me down this path was looking at having the conversation because somebody said, well, if I get to this point, then I've made it. No, no. If I get to this point, then I've made it. If I made it, get it to this point, I've made it. You know, I, I've hit Amazon bestseller status. I've got the orange tag. Oh, okay. Well, that didn't make the difference I expected. Oh, now I'm a New York Times bestseller. Oh, okay. Well, that didn't necessarily make the difference I expected. Um, I'm speaking, I'm a guest of honor here, there, or the other. There's all these sorts of steps along the journey. And this idea of, oh, well, all I have to do is get to this point and now I've made it. And I asked the question, I said, well, what does it mean to have made it? Because again, as a creator, as a writer, as an artist, when you're going along on this path, this idea of, oh, well, this point means I've made it. And I, I asked the question, what does that mean? And I can't answer that for you. I can't even necessarily entirely answer that for me. Because I don't look at it as being, I have someone end-all, be-all goal. In fact, the comment I made at the time was, you know, I'm going to be three weeks dead and somebody coming by and telling me I'm late for my own funeral because I'm going to have so much stuff going on that I'm still trying to get to. Because if you, you've accomplished everything you wanted to do in life, then it's kind of a question for me of, if I've done it, that's fulfilling because I've checked all the boxes. But at the same time, did I challenge myself? Did I do all the sorts of things that I could have done or should have done or really wanted to do? Because if we have this idea of, oh, well, all I've got to get to is that and then I've made it. Well, when you get to that point, all of a sudden you discover there's a lot more past that point. That as a writer, as a creator, as an artist, if you're wanting to do this for the long haul, The reason we do these things is because we don't have a choice. This is, we create because it is something innate to the way we are. It is part of our need to create, part of our need to write, part of our need to do these things that gives us fulfillment in life. It is almost a sense of controlled madness. 
that if we don't do the things that we need to creatively, that it becomes something that forces us to be less of a person than what we are. Being an artist or being a creator is again about that journey. It's about moving the goalposts. You know, there's going to be times where we may step back or something doesn't work like we'd like for it to have. Um, I don't like using the word failed because again, there's a lot of connotations to that. I like to think of it in terms of I was successful or something didn't work the way I would like to have. Now, we may not like the consequences of that. We also might not like the consequences of having been successful. And this is one of those things that we have to look at and understand. This is a conversation I frequently get into, not only with writers and creators, entrepreneurs. Are you ready for what success looks like? And are you ready for when you achieve that success to then set the next goalpost? And I was working with somebody over the last couple of weeks. And we were having a lot of conversation about what does success look like to you today? Because one of the things that we always should be looking towards is creating those goals, those stair steps, those things that tell us we're moving the ball down the field. Those things that tell us we're progressing, we're learning, we're growing. Maybe that is a bigger paycheck. Maybe that is selling to a different size publisher. Maybe that is getting a showing in a gallery. Maybe that is playing on a bigger concert hall. Well, as we keep going down that path, there's a big problem that a lot of people hit. And I've seen this across the spectrum. People get to that point that they thought was the end-all, be-all. If I can get to that, then I've made it. I've made my career, and I'm solid. I'm good to go. Well, the problem is people that hit that and don't have a view of what's next then tend to fall off the cliff because part of what makes us who we are is the journey. It's the fact that we're always trying to go progress, go for the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. So the closer we get to that end-all, be-all goal, the more we ought to be looking at what's past that point. Uh, I was talking to, to a friend who is looking at retirement. They're retiring in the next couple of years. I said, great, what are you going to do? And he's like, play golf. This is somebody I've known for a very long time that is very competitive, that is very driven, has been very focused and driven throughout their life. And I said, that's not going to be something that lasts for you for very long because we have this illusion of I've been doing, I've been doing, I've been doing, I've been doing, I get to retire. Well, when I get to retire, what does that mean? Well, I'm going to go do the things that I want to do. Okay, what does that mean? If we don't have something that drives us, that fuels us, then we start stop growing. And the moment we start stop growing, we start to wither and die. The moment we stop, this is the reason we often see people reach a certain point and retire and two weeks later or a year later, they're dead because they no longer feel that sense of, of drive, that sense of purpose. And looking at the conversation I was having today on, on, on the panel, we were looking at and talking about what do I do? Well, to me, I do the things I do creatively because 
I view this as something I will do as long as I humanly possibly can. I, you know, there may be times that I do things differently. In fact, I'm certain there will be because I'm always doing things differently. There may be times that I take on different subject matters. There may be times that once I hit certain points in career where those things can't necessarily be affected as much, I may tackle other different subjects. Or maybe those are things that I decide are worth whatever inherent risk I think there might be related to the fact I may want to talk about something or write about something or explore something. So in terms of looking at lessons as a creator and as a business owner and looking at everything from both of those viewpoints all the time, I'm always balancing that idea of what moves the business forward, what moves the ability for me to make money move forward, what moves for the ability for me to have more options and different options and the ability to explore and play with different things versus the act of exploring and doing different things. What moves me forward from the perspective of there are things that I see that I want to check out, I want to explore, I want to go through the ideas and the concepts. And looking at what these things mean to me really hit me today when we were in this conversation about, well, how do I create a long and meaningful career? What does it mean to be in something for the long haul? Well, for me, there's a couple of things. And I think these are things that anybody out there listening or watching should be ready to consider. The first question is this. What is it that you want to get from your career? Creatively, professionally, whatever that case may be. What is it you're looking at and you're like, this is the thing that I want to do, I want to accomplish, and why? The second question you've got to be looking at is, okay, now that I know that maybe I want to be published by a particular publisher or a particular size publisher, I know I want to hit a particular sales goal in a book. Maybe I want to have something turned into a movie or a film or a TV show, TV property. As I look at those kinds of ideas and those goals, well, there are things there I can do effectively to work towards them. And as I get closer and closer to some of those parts of the goals, because this is things I've done in working with other clients, as I look at some of those things for be it a client, be it myself, when we're laying out that process and that stair step, it fundamentally gets down to the question of why am I doing this? I'm going through these goals. I'm going through these steps. I've got this mental exercise and this vision of something on the hill. Why am I trying to do this? Is it that desire, that impelling drive? Is it because somebody else tells me this is the perception of success? So once I look at and know and understand this idea of there's a house on the hill, and when I get there, I will have made it. But I also know there's another hill past that, and another one past that, and another one past that. Once I know my why, then I've got a lot, of, lot more of those steps. The second question I would look at in terms of asking myself what I'm doing and why, what the goals are are looking at who's around me. What are the lives I want to touch? How do I want to impact people? That could be friends and family. That could be fans. 
that could be people I will never know are out there in the world that I impact and touch. Knowing that I have that ability, knowing that I have that potential to touch someone that I will never meet, never hear from, never know that they exist, is a big deal for me and for most creators. So that's the second thing I'm looking at is this idea of who can I potentially touch and how. The third big piece and the third big question about this journey is, what do I personally want to get from the journey and from the trip? I like to look at a lot of the professional career as being a road trip. I know somewhere at the end of this, I'm going to get somewhere. Maybe it's a cross-country trip. Maybe it's cross town. It doesn't really matter. But I know that I've got some trip where I want to go on, and I've got a certain amount of time to do it in. Well, knowing that, what becomes important out of that is taking a journey. Am I on the interstate to get there as fast as possible? Am I taking back roads so I may get the chance to see that world's largest ball of twine or the biggest, you know, uh, the largest cat sculpture somewhere. Being able to go and see and do these things as a creator means that I'm gaining knowledge and experience out of the trip that will make its way into other work I do in the future. Because that's kind of the next thing. As a creator, as we get older, as we do more, as we experience more, that gives us more to work from. Now, when we're younger, if you're in your teens, you're in your 20s, you've got a lot of imagination and a lot of vision, but most of that is based off of what you've already seen. It's based off of what you've been told. But as you get older, then you get to do more and more where you are running all of that through the filter experience. And so the next part of this becomes the journey is about creating experience. It's about creating a life. It's about creating opportunities to see, to hear, to taste, to smell. Things both good and bad, because not everything has to be a positive experience to be transformative. That leads into the next step and the next question is, how do we learn from those experiences that aren't entirely positive? You know, How do we deal with those experiences that may be traumatic, upsetting. Sometimes things just happen. And how do we learn and adapt to those things? Well, creatively, as people, we have a great tool that a lot of people don't leverage. We get to process our experiences, our hopes, our dreams, our fears, our traumas. We get to explore that through those creative outlets. Even if no one else ever sees that or knows that it exists, we have a tool set that we can employ because we use it all the time. Or maybe we develop a new one because of it, because it gives us a new way to work and explore. One of the things I said earlier today was, I like to live by the mantra, I win or I learn. And hopefully I do both all the time. But I'm not going to win every time. I do plenty of things that don't work. Sometimes I go into them pretty well expecting that they won't work or at least won't work like I expect them to do for me. But I'm willing to go into most of those things to say, let me find out what the results are. Something as simple as, okay, I need to run an ad campaign. Well, let's get the data. 
let's test it. Let's test and say A or B. What one does better? What one does worse? Do either of them work at all? Well, if neither one of them works, that could be considered a failure or it's something that has told me now these don't work, but it gives me an indication of why. Or at least I can make an educated guess. And I experiment with that until I hit the thing that does work. But what happens is things that may work for me won't necessarily work for someone else. Something that works for someone else won't necessarily work for me. But there's an experimentation that goes on there. There's an experience. There's a, there's a willingness to try and to learn, accepting that there's a risk there associated with that. Now, that risk may just be, I spend some money that doesn't give me a return. That risk could be, I go and take a trip somewhere that spends a lot of time that I can't get back. Time being our most valuable resource. Or maybe something worse happens. But at the end of the day, we have to make those decisions. The biggest problem we have is when we get into the point of indecision. When we get locked into that cycle where it's like, well, I can't decide between A or B. I don't like, there's an implication to me making a choice, so I don't make either. And when we do those things, then we don't go anywhere. We don't try anything. We don't experience anything. We don't have the opportunity to learn or to win by sitting and waiting because we know nothing will happen. Often that's the safe play, but safety does not create experience. Safety does not create growth. Safety does not bring business. Safety does not create money and wealth. You can approach things from a purely safe perspective. We want to consider the risks we take before we take them, but sometimes we have to make that decision that says, I understand the risks and I'm going to take and accept them because it is more meaningful to me to take a risk and have a learning, have an experience, have the growth than it is not to do that. And if the experience we have is something that we need to work through or process through because it's something totally unexpected, well, then that's something we have to do and deal with. But again, these things are going to happen. They happen to all of us. So when you look at and are considering your path, kind of the last piece I want you to look at and think about is what path are you on? What are you chasing? One of the big problems that, that I see a lot of, and we're kind of wired to do this in our current society, is chase trends. Because maybe some particular storyline is hot right now, or zombies are hot because you know, that's the new show that's on TV. Or maybe because the next generation of vampires are hot. Or maybe it's because, um, you know, cute romances are back. Or cozy mysteries. Or crime dramas. Or whatever the case may be. Maybe it is a particular style of art. Um, you know, doesn't really matter. Could be the musical style. Things come and go. They go in cycles. And all too often, I see people that go and chase that trend. Well, there's a couple of problems when you chase a trend. Number one is, unless you're on the front curve of it, more than likely it doesn't do you any good. You're going to get lost in the noise. It's a little like being in a wave. If you're out in the ocean and you're trying to chase it, if you're on the front of the wave, 
you can ride it. You can crest it. It will carry you into shore. But if you miss it just a little bit, you get sucked underwater or you get left behind it. You get to watch the wave going to shore and you got to wait for the next. And the problem is if you're always chasing the wave, chasing the wave, chasing the wave, the problem then becomes you lose yourself. You lose what you're wanting to get out of that. And you lose your audience. The idea of creation has to start with us. I write what I want to write. Now, there's times that I do that because it's something that's on spec. Or maybe it's an article I'm doing. But in general, if I'm pursuing something, it's because it's something I want to work in or write in or do. And that idea of that motivation of knowing that I'm working towards the stuff means that sometimes I'm going to miss a wave. But it also means that when that wave does come back around that favors me, I've got something to catch it. I'm not trying to chase it. I can be on the front of that wave. It also means that I'm being true to the people that follow me. I'm true to my fans. It means that I'm being true to myself. Because, again, a lot of my interests get very eclectic. I work on a wide spectrum of stuff. This is one of those things a lot of people will tell you don't do is stick to your genre and write a bunch in it. That way, when you hit the fans of the genre, you're locked into that. Great. But at the same time, I like to explore different topics, different styles, different things. I read a lot, and I read across the spectrum. I like to get that different experience. I also like to do the same thing in my writing. So when we look at kind of this collection of lessons we can take about the journey, because when we have this idea of this is what I consider success, maybe your idea of success is when I hit a million dollars. Oh, when I hit a million dollars, I've made it. Well, a million dollars today is not what it was 10 years or 20 years ago. And by the time you get there, especially in today's dollars, that's a moving target. And it's just money. Yes, it's a valuable tool. Yes, it can make a difference in what we're doing. But at the end of the day, if money is purely the only goal, there's a lot of the time a lot easier and faster way to make money than to do it creatively. But if you get there and you do that through your creative output, it is so much more rewarding. So understanding your your target, your goals, your why, this is where the reward is going to come in. Because at the end of the day, when the journey is over, we all want to know that we took as much of a ride as we could, which means learning to confront our hopes and fears, our dreams, and learn to create those things that are our journey, the part of the journey that we want, that we feel we should be on that ride. So when we look at the lessons this week, as everybody right now is starting to hit that point where you're falling off the wagon from your New Year's resolutions, if you had any at all, it's because a lot of for a lot of people it was, I set a resolution or I decided something that I wanted to hit, I wanted to make, but it wasn't that important for me to dedicate the time to it to make that happen. Or maybe you overcommitted to that, which is the reason you burned out on it so quickly. Now is the time to go back and look because anything you want to accomplish is a journey. It's not the quick win. 
Um, it's not hitting the lottery. It is the fact of getting up in the morning, doing the work, doing what you can to take care of yourself, get some sleep and get up the next day to do it all over again. And this is the journey that lets us build successful, meaningful careers, successful, meaningful, creative businesses. And this is the thing that ultimately is much more likely to help us find success is to stick with it for long enough. The reason that most people fail is because they quit. It's not because they weren't being successful. Maybe it's because they weren't being successful as they wanted to as fast as they wanted. Maybe they hit some road bumps that said, this is not for me. And that's fine. Because again, the creative path is not for everyone. The business path is not for everyone. But the journey is. We all have a journey to go on. We all have a trip to go on. And we all, on that journey, we're going to have ups and downs. We're going to go up the hill, down the hill. We're going to go on detours. We're going to stop at the rest stops and you know discover the giant ball of twine. The fact we can see that, experience that, and carry that forward may mean that in 20 years from now, we've got a good story to tell as we're sitting around the campfire or sitting around at dinner with somebody to say, you know, one time I did X. So looking at where you're at this year, if you had goals that you were wanting to hit daily, weekly, monthly, your career goal, whatever that might be, and now you've hit a road bump, we'll know that that's part of the journey. That there are times there's going to be potholes on the road. People are going to put in speed bumps. There's going to be traffic delays. It's part of life. It's part of the journey. But when those things happen, maybe it's a fender bender on the road. It's time to stop and look and say, okay, what happened? Why did it happen? What do I get to take from the experience? And how do I get to learn from it so that that doesn't happen again? Sometimes you can't control it. Sometimes you're going to be the one that gets rear-ended on the road. That was their choice, not yours. But again, how we look at and how we react to the world around us is what's important. We can't control what anyone else does. If we look at the political world we're currently operating in, we see a lot of risk. We see a lot of danger. We see a lot of conflict. One of the things I talked about as well today was this idea of safety. Safety is an illusion. Because generally, most of the time, we are safe. The problem is when we wire ourselves to be reactive, believing there's a danger around every corner. For some of us, that happens because there's often enough is a danger around that corner. And if that's the case for you, then maybe you need to look at changing where you're at so that danger isn't always around the corner. And I recognize that is much easier said than done often. Other times, we're just looking for that danger because of something that may have happened 20 years ago. And we're looking for that reason to continue to be concerned, to continue to be paranoid, to continue to always be scared. If you stay in that position for long enough, then that's where you wire your body to stay and to be. 
and you can't truly be your most fully creative self in that shape. That is not where you're in a position to help yourself or the world. Yes, that means at times bad things can happen and maybe we could have seen them coming. But I would much rather look for hopefully more positive than negative. I would much rather look for the positive journey that gives me options that create real senses of safety and security. But at the end of the day, things can always happen that are outside of our control. So what I would challenge you to do is you're looking into 2023 and you're moving forward down the road. Go and look for what is going to give you your best journey. What are the things that you want to see, feel, and experience in life? Build that bucket list that says, this is what would make my life whole when I get to the end of my journey. And maybe that's going different places. Maybe that's trying different things. Maybe that is experiencing something that you would never would have thought you would do or try. But whatever that is, I would challenge you to go ahead and start working on that list because no, nothing is guaranteed for us at any time other than at some point the ride will end. And if we keep in mind that when, the, when we see that day coming, the biggest regret that we often hear is, hmm, I wish I'd have done X. Well, maybe not only do you get to do X, but there's also Y and Z behind that. So that's going to be my thought for you for this week. As you're laying out and setting your business goals, as you're laying out and setting your creative goals, as you're exploring those ideas that have meaning for you, and are things that you want to consider doing at some point in your career, just give that a little bit of thought of what would you rather do? Would you rather create today? Would you rather see a step forward towards that ultimate journey? Or is it more important to sit and wait for tomorrow? I'm always going to say sometimes you need to stop and wait. But remember, there is no guarantee so patience is not necessarily your friend, other than when you need for it to be. So take the steps you need, continue to do the work, and you will find joy, benefit, and you will reach that next hill as long as you keep walking forward. So that's going to be your thought for this week. Um, next week's show is going to be with the one and only Jonathan Mayberry. And we are going to talk about kind of the, really the business side of traditional publishing. What does it mean? What does it look like for things like film deals? And we're going to talk a lot about the business itself. We're going to break down creative business. We're going to talk about creative success. Uh, we talked about social media. What does it mean for creators here in 2023? And so I'm look, looking forward to being able to drop, drop that one for you this week. Uh, also, one of the things we talked a little bit about is both of us are going to be teaching at the Saga Writers Conference. So if you're interested in that, it's going to be in Winston-Salem, North Carolina uh, in March, March 11th and 12th. So be, feel free to take a look at that as well. And until next week, this has been Creating Pros. Go create that life.